Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to hear more of The Glitch, you can find him on old episodes of The Legend of Retro. If you'd like to hear more from Danielle, she's guest starred on The Legend of Retro, as well as old episodes of Noiseland Arcade. Uh, if you'd like to hear more from Player One Mickey, uh, you can catch him on old episodes of GameZilla, uh, as well as uh, twitch.tv slash player, the number one, Mickey. If you'd like to hear more from me, Craig WK, you can find me on uh, old episodes of Noobs and Dragons, of course, as well as The Legend of Retro, Noiseland Arcade, and I stream occasionally over at uh, twitch.tv slash Craig underscore WK. And now, enjoy the episode. Elinad, Aegon, Garden. The three of you are on the road. You've decided that it's in your best interest, in the world's best interest, that you just leave this place. Lava Cloud Village is cursed. You guys have traveled through time. But Anonral Sin has other ideas. And the final aspect of Anonral Sin Norris, the carriage driver, otherwise known as Istie, the sloth of the flesh of infinity, has sort of transformed himself into Anonral Sin. Anonral Sin just laughs, and everything kind of goes dark. Aegon, you wake up with a start. You're in a carriage, and the you don't really know when you fell asleep, but you must have fallen asleep somewhere along the way. Uh, you and your friends, uh, Elianad and Garden, are currently on a quest to come to a new city in order to investigate a strange happening. With you is a strange book from your friend Anya Everwinter. It's a dream journal. She had weird nightmares and stuff and asks you to has asked you to uh, travel to the city of uh, 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 Narquelian in order to uh, go to find her friend uh, Gada Davida and you know so, so you guys can uh, uh, get this dream journal inspected. Aegon, you're the one holding the dream journal, and the carriage is kind of bumpy, and the three of you are just sort of waiting. You think that you're near the city. Uh, when the carriage door opens at the side, and a attractive uh, half-elf, dark hair, black, pulled into a ponytail, uh, with black eyes that seem speckled with white, and a nice gray tunic comes in. He says, well, it's a pleasure to meet you. My name is Glarus. So, 
how did you get into this carriage as we're moving? Oh. No. Oh. You guys weren't supposed to be smarter than the other ones. <laughs> you guys were supposed to be just as dumb as they were. You you didn't... And the guy's voice change, and suddenly it sounds like a non-real sin, and you feel like you know this guy. This is the creep that's been messing with time and space. Oh, very well. And <laughs> hands fly out of a non-real sin, and the carriage door behind him wrenches open into another dimension. He says, I can just keep this up for all eternity. And I... Uh, he says, now watch out, this carriage is about to crash. And he jumps into the uh, portal. What do you guys want to do? We jump into the portal. Jump in after as I do. You guys jump into the portal just as you feel the carriage uh, kind of tilt. And as you jump through the portal, you see that the carriage continues on. But the horse that's like running isn't really a horse so much as it is like a weird toy. Like one of those bouncing toys that like uh, uh, kids ride that like a like a on a horse carousel. Yeah, it just sort of like bounces off the road and then crashes as you guys jump through the portal. Garden, you are across the desk from a uh, rather attractive uh, woman. She seems very professional. Uh, she says, "Now." My name is Verna Elsa Treenfall, and the reason I've brought you three here is because there is some strange happenings in this city. What kind of strange happenings? It's rather alarming, and I don't know that you would believe me if I told you, but people are going missing. The authorities seem to think that there's something eating them. That, that does sound odd. It does, doesn't it? Garden, make a perception check. Uh, 14. With a 14, uh, you blink a few times, and your friends don't seem to have noticed. They're just sort of listening intently, nodding along with what this woman is saying. Uh, she starts offering money, you know, daily provisions, blah, 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 place to stay, someplace called the Mertilau Berge. Uh, there's something about this trip to Rayburn Falls that doesn't make sense, though. And suddenly you realize that this woman, Verna Elsa Treenfall, seems to have rows and rows of sharp teeth that seem to vanish every so often. And, like, your friends haven't noticed yet, but, like, something seems off. <laughs> Can I, I want to throw something at her. Oh, uh, yeah. What do you want to throw? Oh, uh, what's on her desk? <laughs> uh, you see some paperwork. Uh, you see, like, one of those executive office uh, things. That it's like a, I don't know, like a little pyramid. Sorry, right, I'll throw that. You pick that up and make an athletics check to heave it at her. <laughs> uh, 21. With a 21, you heave the thing as hard as you can, just like hardball style, like overhand pitch it right into her skull. And you see the pyramid thing just lodge itself into her eye. And Aegon and Elena, you freak out like for the briefest of moments you think that your friend garden devout paladin that he is has just gone off the fucking deep end 
And then it dawns on you, wait, no, this doesn't seem right. You don't think this is your mission. Like, this isn't your job. And you see this woman reach up, pull the pyramid thing out of her uh, eye. Blood just oozes out. The eye is, like, stuck onto the pyramid. And you see the face sort of reconstitute itself. And a non-real sin is the, the face that's there. And says, ah, you know... You know, something there, Carden. It's not very polite to throw sharp objects at ladies. <laughs> Especially ones as pretty as me. And the hands fly behind and uh, I wrench open the portal. And Anandrelsen jumps through just as the door opens. And you see a uh, uh, kind of an old haggard man go, uh, Young master, what seems to be the... Uh, uh, and you notice that he starts going, ah, uh, 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 and he almost seems like a mannequin. He kind of like, his head kind of tilts off his body, and you see the, the form of this kind of like, you know, kind of old man with a bunch of weapons on him uh, from his, uh, like across his back, just sort of like, kind of like almost become robotic in a sense, like very like, uh. what do you guys want to do? Jump in. Uh, yeah, follow through the portal. portal. You jump in through the portal. And you guys find yourselves at a bar. The three of you are at a bar. You've been given the job to clear out the dire rats from the cellar. The typical starting job of every adventurer in the uh, fantasy world of D&D, you see. And the bartender uh, says, uh, yeah, cellar door's in the back. Uh, this rat's real big. I, uh, I tried to lay a trap for it, but uh, it's a dire rat. They're bigger and smarter than others. I couldn't get it. So I'm going to pay each of you five gold to take care of these rats in the cellar. And everything seems legit about that. Um, I'd like to go up to him. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I know it seems odd, but try to rip open his shirt. You kind of rip at his shirt, and he says, Buddy, what the hell's your problem? Do you want the money or don't you? And he seems legit. Do I see anything glowing on his chest? No, not a thing. He seems completely legit. He points to the seller in the back, and he says, Buddy, I mean, if you don't want the money, you ain't got to take it, but uh, you ain't getting anything else out of me. And he buttons up his uh, tunic. Do you know anything about something called the metagame? No, I don't know what the hell that is. Listen, do you want to kill dire rats for money or don't you? And no. you guys could use the money. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Okay. So let's go down in the cellar. I'll go down in the cellar, I guess. You pop open the uh, uh, the cellar door, and you see the uh, the basement is completely empty. And uh, you see a non-real sin with mouse ears, like a hood with like mouse ears <laughs> over his head, and he has a long tail that's like attached to like his uh, uh, pants in the back, 
And he's holding a piece of cheese. He looks up. He goes, I was anticipating you talk to the patrons at the bar uh, and give me a bit more time to get things ready over here. <laughs> it takes a bite of cheese. All right, I rush at him. I have to move on. And he spits the cheese out. The hands wrench open the uh, portal and he dives through just as you're diving behind him right on his tail. So to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you all diving through as quick as can be? Yes. Yes. And you guys find yourselves in a weird dimension. Nothing seems natural. And whereas in all the previous dimensions you've been in, your memory seems like fuzzy at the start, before you start putting two and two together, here you remember everything. And you see a non-roll sin sort of floating atop this giant, like, orb It sort of spins, and it seems to be connected to a series of orbs that sort of like helix themselves up into space. And he says, you know, the reality that I show you is real. Even if it feels a little funny, just because it isn't the reality you started off with doesn't mean that it's any less real. I showed realities to many people. Uh, the people of the city of Lava Cloud Village. You know, Glenda from Monosyrup Alchemical Reagents. She was living a very, very dull life. But I gave her life purpose. She killed her husband. With a little help from me, you see. And much like the three of you, when I made alterations, it just didn't quite seem to fully stick. Felt she was innocent the whole time. But I needed that suffering. Needed to drive you three into dealing with the being known as Clay Crin, the hate's heart. And he sort of spins off into space. And then from down below you, another orb rises up, and it's uh, non-real sin again. It's almost as if the space up and down is connected to one another. He says, you know, we don't have to be adversaries here. I can give you whatever kind of reality you want. We can just keep having fun over and over and over again. Doesn't that sound a little nicer than living a mundane life? You can be heroes this way. 
You could be heroes in multiple timelines, different points of reality. We can remake events. How would you like to redo what those dummies did in Narquellion? Do it better this time. Solve the mystery of Rayburn Falls faster. We can just keep going and going and going. I do hope that you'll make the right choice. And an honorable sin floats up. And you guys have a staircase of these orbs that lead up to the sky that if you'd like to go and take a non-roll sin's offer for him to make a reality of your own, you can definitely do so. Garden, what are you thinking about right now? Thinking I'm not taking anything he has to offer. That's fair. What are your immediate thoughts there, Elianot? Kind of the same. I don't want to take any <laughs> offer. I mean, uh, like, obviously we're in league with this guy because whatever, but uh, there's it, there's just nothing. Like, there's nothing that makes me want to do some fake reality. Ega? No. I don't uh, have any business as an to accept anything he offers. Garden. You feel something kind of tug at you. And you feel uh, like there's almost like a maybe a whispered voice, maybe something calling out to you. Make me a religion check. Ten. You catch the word remember, but that's all you catch. You guys are currently sitting here in this weird void of space. Uh, there's this staircase of orbs that leads up and feasibly leads down. And you've heard the whispered word remember their uh, garden. What would you guys like to do? Hmm. All right, I might butcher this name, but does it have anything to do with Avasiel? Avasiel. Avasiel? I... Garden, that is the name of the angel that you guys slew. It's coming back to haunt me. <laughs> uh, Garden, make me a religion check with advantage. Nineteen. A soft voice whispers out to you. Remember who you saved. And it sounds like a Vasiel. It 
Can I, I call out to call out to the voice? Respond to the voice, Vas Vasiel. You call out Vasiel's name, but there's no response. People in the town. And, uh, who did we save? Like the the people of the town from Anonarolson. Uh, one of the orbs swirls uh, around, and from the opposite side that you couldn't see, standing atop it is a little old woman uh, with uh, kind of uh, wispy white hair, bright colored spectacles, and chubby wrinkled flesh. And you see Glenda Monacera. Glenda! When I was a few years younger I had had a little too much to drink when I woke up they told me that my husband was murdered in dreams I thought I saw that I did it but I knew I never would you freed my soul don't ever look down on what you've done And that's all she says. All right, I start thinking about Saul's. Saul's Oaktrian appears. And he says, I was in the middle of combat with a friend. We were playing for sport. Uh, the blood rests in my head. I don't know what happened. They said I killed him. I fled to Lava Cloud Village. Weird whispers made me do so. But the three of you, you've rescued my soul from that eternal torment. I did not really kill my friend. I was controlled by an outside force. It means the world to me that you saved me. And he stops talking. Okay, so then I think about Agnes Redforge. Agnes says, Oh, there ain't much to say. I... My son... He died. He didn't deserve to. The rumors were that I poisoned my own boy, but I never do such a thing. Any being that would force a mother to make such a decision... It's inhuman. It's monstrous. And you freed my soul. Okay, then Phineas Gracewood. Phineas appears and says, You did a great service for me and the citizens of this town. Us outsiders who had nowhere to go. I found that treasure from the coffers of the church was in my possession, but I never remembered actually taking it. They said that they had evidence against me, but I had no memory of such a thing. 
The being known as Ananral Sin bends reality. He did horrible things to us, all in an effort to drag the three of you into dealing with our issues. But little is known of the soul, but it formed connections with all the souls around it. And he stops talking. Are all their souls still there, though? Their souls are there. And they look all down in unison. And each of their orbs sort of spin around and they link a hand each. So that, you know, Glenda's holding on to uh, Saul's hand and Saul's is holding on to uh, Agnes and Agnes is holding on to Phineas. And Phineas reaches out and you guys uh, see light coming from down beneath you. There is now a staircase that is connected by all the souls of the people you freed. Do you want to go up to Ananral Sin to take him up on his offer, confront him, whatever you'd like to do, or you can head down and see where the path of light leads you? The path that they created. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys go down this odd path that has sort of been made by the souls of people you've saved linking together. And Phineas's hand holds out his, you know, his uh, uh, hand. And uh, you see that there's a door there. you go into the door? Yeah. Yeah, I open the door. You open the door and you see Arnold Payne. Young. He's not old like when you left him during, after that time jump with Shaw Filfkish. It seems like he's kind of how you remember. Maybe even a pinch younger. And Arnold Payne smiles at the three of you and says, Oh, well, hello, strangers. Uh, my shop is just open for the first time today. Grand opening. Hi. Uh, my name's Aegon. Uh, Dr. Aegon, I'm new to town. Oh. Uh, uh, these, are, these are my companions, Elianad and Garden. Aegon, that name is familiar. What's your last name? Uh, my last name is Queston. Yes, the Queston family. They just moved in uh, not long uh, before. Uh, so you're related. Uh, yeah, is it, um, uh, Taloon? That's my father. Uh, it is, yes, he's, uh, I met him. Uh, a very kind gentleman. We don't look very much alike, but, uh, I, you know, I hear that all the time. No, no, uh, no judgment from me, my, uh, good friend. Um, which way is their home? And he, uh, uh, lets you know, he says... Well, uh, they actually are uh, neighbors of mine. They uh, live uh, up the North Road. Uh, can't miss it. It's a rather nice place. Okay. I appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. Uh, what was your name, miss? Elianod. Elianod. Nice to meet you. He says, uh, 
Are you here to visit someone in town as well? I'm just here with friends. Oh. I don't know that there's somebody I'd be visiting here. Oh, there's a woman who looked a lot like you. Uh, maybe you're not related. I don't know. Uh, but uh, she's lived here for, uh, I don't know, maybe a few years or something. She's a citizen, I suppose. And he looks to you. He says, uh, and your name, sir? Garden. A garden. It's nice garden. to meet you. Likewise. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet the three of you. I. Uh, what brings you to Lava Cloud Village? To be honest, we just kind of followed the light. Oh, well, uh, I don't know how much light my store can offer you, but I do have lanterns. And Arnold Payne pitches you on uh, buying a lantern, and you guys have no need for one, but thank him anyway, I would imagine. Um, I, I just tell him, we'll, we'll be in town for a little bit. I'm sure we'll stop by. Stop by again. Well, uh, I don't suppose you're, uh, uh, you've come because of the, uh, the strange happening in the South? What's strange happening? Well, uh, uh, a meteor fell. Uh, I suppose it fell some years ago, but uh, uh, your family, the uh, Mr. Taloon, uh, he uh, paid to have the, uh, the thing excavated. Do you know where they're bringing it? Why? Well, Honestly, I think that it was to be destroyed on site. He seemed to think that he had some intel, some information that it was uh, rather dangerous. It was very smart of him. Pretty uh, good idea. Yes, I suppose so. I, uh, uh, Mr. Garden, I don't suppose that you're here applying for the uh, uh, position of town guard, are you? Hmm, no. To be offered as that, that sounds, no. I'm oh. just here well, with friends. I mean, if you decide otherwise, I'm sure the town could, you know, have need of a, a knight such as yourself, and he points to your armor and, and weapon and stuff. Uh, what kind of other businesses are in this town? Well, uh, we actually don't have a lot of shops. Uh, I've been reaching out to my family, and... Uh, uh, I just can't get a lot of people to come to this town. I, I tried in uh, uh, other cities. I've uh, my family's been reaching out to others. Uh, let's see. And he pulls out a bunch of letters and uh, sprawls them onto the table. He says, uh, "Mr. Oaktree in here says that uh, he and his friend are opening a bar in." Uh, 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 Strockhelm, they don't, you know, need us here. Uh, Miss Redforge, uh, her and her uh, family are, are quite content in Rayburn Falls. They don't, there's no need for a blacksmith, apparently, to come out here. Uh, Miss Monaserb's going to retire, her and her husband. Yes, it's, uh, I mean, you know, good, but rather unfortunate. We even reached out to uh, uh, the church and uh, 
the Church of Kaznat Seraz Light does not have a priest that uh, is going to come out here. Uh, maybe a trainee they'll send, but uh, this uh, high priest, Gracewood, is uh, rather busy running an orphanage in uh, the city, I suppose. It's a shame. Mm. But good for them. I suppose so, yes. I suppose my little shop out here will just be uh, a rather uh, quiet one. Maybe. Or you'll just get all the business. Oh, yeah. now that is the spirit. You <laughs> sound like someone right out of the Payne family. <laughs> I don't know about that. <sighs> he says, well, while you're here, are there any trinkets you'd like to buy or maybe even sell? He says, oh, no, what about those? And he points at your, your gear as you guys are glancing through it. And you guys see the dead sprite inside the clear glass yeah. bottle. The yep. silver spoon with an M engraved on the handle. And the empty silver snuff box bearing the inscription Dreams on it. And he says, I could probably give you a pretty penny. Those seem rather eccentric items. It's not, I'm sure it's not something you'd want. Oh. Uh, how about for you, uh, Mr. A Aegon Queston, was it? I'd like to hold on to this. But thank you. Uh, and for you, uh, Mr. Garden... Uh, just out of curiosity, I, I, I like to let him take a look at it and uh, let me know what he thinks before I make a, any decisions. He takes it and uh, he looks at the stuff box and, you know, he says, it's very well crafted. Uh, the silver alone is certainly worth something. And he pops open the uh, 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 snuff box and I, uh, Garden, go ahead and make me a religion check. Ah. Uh, 17. With a 17, you faintly feel like you hear uh, the voice of Avasiel. Though what it says, you don't know. It just sort of, the voice sort of appears in a sort of an ephemeral like state and just sort of is gone before you know it. And nobody else seems to notice, but you garden. Uh, and he closes it and he says, well, there doesn't seem to be anything inside of it, but, uh, but here you go. If you ever would like to sell it, by all means, let me know. Thank you. Thank you. I'll keep that in mind. And, uh, all three of you make a perception check. Uh, 11. I'm going to 17. 17 as well. Uh, with an 11, uh, Aegon, you hear something come from outside, but you can't quite make sure, make note of what it was. Uh, Elianod and Garden. It sounds like a carriage has just pulled up to the Pain Emporium. Okay. So let's walk outside. Let's see who's driving that carriage. 
And the three of you walk outside, and you see atop the carriage is a figure in leather trench coat with a wide-rimmed hat, and the kind of collar goes up above the face so that you can only see the eyes. And the figure looks down at the three of you and says, Well, now I'm just a lazy coachman. But you three look like new faces. And Arnold Payne walks outside and he says, Oh, uh, Norris, uh, this is... And he says, uh, We've actually met before. And he says, Oh, you've met Norris? And Eastier, the sloth of the flesh of infinity kind of just looks down at the three of you and says you know my master's not thrilled you didn't take him up on his offer but in a, another time in another place you dealt with something that he couldn't. So just as he gained interest in you, I suppose it was a passing fancy. He even made bank by changing your own times. Congratulations. But it is just a waiting game for my master. Time passes. But time doesn't mean much to somebody who can control it. Aegon, what would you like to say or do? So... I tell him, you know... Anon Wilson did do something great. He watched us since we were born. And his individuals were not that strong. But he brought us together. And the three of us are stronger now because of it. <sighs> and Eastia yawns and then looks to you, Elianod. I really have nothing to say, honestly. If well, it doesn't matter. Time is limitless to him, so I don't care. And he kind of takes a lazy look over at you, Garden. You know, doesn't matter. There'll always be someone, someone here to try and try and stop him. So, whether it's us or someone else, especially if they're followers of Duke Lion. Everything in this universe will eventually crumble to dust. Be that the earth you stand on, the stars in the sky, or even the gods you worship. In due time, 
the stars will be right again. And all the great old ones of Shothfilfgish will rise up. But hopefully I have that day off. And he smiles and looks down at Arnold. He says, you have a delivery, don't you, my friend? And he says, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. And he kind of looks at the three of you guys funny and looks at his delivery man and uh, says, well, um, hopefully I'll see you around town. And doesn't really know what to make of the situation <laughs> and takes the box of supplies from uh, Eastier, the sloth of the flesh of infinity. And Eastier kind of cracks the whip. And he says, I uh, was heading north. You guys need a lift? No? Sure. <laughs> he says, climb aboard, my friends. It's your lucky day. Just like that time, all that time before a day off and he lazily kind of cracks the whip again and the carriage slowly moseys down the road so that you can kind of see what your actions have brought maybe you'll head to Strockhelm and visit a bar that Sol's Oak Tree has opened up maybe you'll travel to Rayburn Falls and visit the Red Forge family you could always try to find the Mana Syrup retirement home and uh, take a peek at what she's doing. Uh, yes. You could track down Phineas and his church. The sky's the limit. For the briefest of moments and for the longest of moments, a non sin had his eye on you. And just like his capricious kind of nature, you didn't play along with him so he lost interest and so your story ends as all stories end as this story will end because that's where we're going to go ahead and end Leaves and Dragons <laughs> <laughs>